Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. I think Father's Day is a, you know, probably the greatest day in the year. Uh, uh, You know, sort of Easter's big too, I know, and Christmas. Um, But Father's Day is right up there. Uh, with those, and uh, today's a you know can can be a mixed day for folks. You know, Father's Day and society we live in, people can have mixed feelings. And uh, but today I want to uh, draw our attention to our heavenly Father. Um, I want us to appreciate the heart that He has for us, for each and every one of us. And uh, I want to speak about a, a very common passage of Scripture that I, I don't think I've ever spoken from it before, at least um, I can't remember ever speaking about the lost son. Um, and if you turn to uh, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, we're going to read just a small portion of this. Um, we read about a father um, who had two sons, and the older one was the kid that that didn't cause much trouble. He was the kid that just got it. Who's got one of those? Okay, two of you, good. Um, You know, he was a kid that just seemed to click. He just seemed to get it, seemed to, you know, was never much trouble, never much fuss. But the next son, the next son was that kid that didn't get it. He just didn't get it. The most common phrase in the house was, why would you do that? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Why would you do that? Or what were you thinking or not thinking? He said uh, to Dad in verse 12 of chapter 15, he said, um, Dad, give me what you owe me. And verse 13, it says, Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and sent off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. This was the kid that kept you up at night. This was the kid that you laid there on the pillow going, you know, really? Um, Someone would come to you and say, can I talk to you for a moment? And the first thing you'd think of is, okay, what's he done now? That was, that was that kid. And, um, but what could a father do? What could a father do? It's like sitting in a, a, a coffee shop, you know, looking out the window, watching a kid chase a ball out into the traffic. It's just like that, listening for the screech of the tires. That was the type of kid that this guy was. And, and uh, you're sitting there thinking, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And then I thought about it and I thought, I wonder if our heavenly father is sitting in a heavenly coffee shop, looking through the window, watching our lives and going, why would you do that? (laughs) What were you thinking when you made that decision? Well, there's hope for us today. Absolute hope for all of us today. We've all been in that situation, that position. I'm going to read verse 20 to 22 um, in this passage of Scripture. 
So he got up and, and went to his father. This is the younger son who went out, messed up, and decided, you know, I'm going home. This is no good. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put the ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. I want to look at these three areas today that, you know, when we make that decision to, you know, come back to the Father, when we make that decision to say, look, you know, I've, I've blown it, you know, um, I need to, to allow, have God give me a second chance. The first thing that we see in that passage was that, he, that they put on the best robe in verse 22. He said, the father said to the servants, quick, you know, grab the best robe for him. This was, this was literally the best robe. This was the highest quality um, fabric that you could buy. And the father commanded his servants, you know, to, to do it quickly, to act quickly. A.J. Bruce writes, to obliterate the traces of the wretched past as soon as possible. Off with these rags. And it's the one thing I know about the Father's heart. The one thing I know about the Father's heart. You know, when, when we make that decision to come to God, that immediately he's forgotten all of the past. Immediately, it's like the rags are taken off and the new robe is put on. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a totally um, different uh, contrast to, to what we would do. Um, in the natural, our Father, our Heavenly Father does in the spiritual. Now, truth is, he probably just deserved to have his old clothes back on. That's kind of what he deserved. But I love it about the Heavenly Father that he always goes over and above that. He, he's always got more for you than you would imagine. Always got more for you than you would think or acknowledge. The best robe. You know, that's the same with each one of us, the Bible says that, that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in Romans chapter 3. And Isaiah understood this in, in, in um, chapter 61, verse 10. He said, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. I've got to tell you, we've got to catch this today because our Heavenly Father's intention for us is far greater than we have for ourselves. We've got to think about it. We look at our limitations. He is limitless. He is limited. We look at our, our upbringing or, or different things that have kept us characterised or, or, or small, you know, but, but the Father's only pl plan that He has ever had for us is the best robe. The best robe. He wants the best life for you. The best life for you. I love that. 
the best life possible. It doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter what you've done. That's the plan that he has for your life. A robe signifies nobility and dignity. The hard part for us is to receive it. I mean, I can, you know, if I'm honest, I can believe that for you. I can believe that for you. That's easy for me. But sometimes very difficult to believe for myself. Sometimes I struggle with the limitations and and, and my past and, and circumstance and situation to actually believe that for myself. But can I encourage you today? Can I challenge you today? Smack yourself up the side of the head. And say, nah, that's dumb. That's dumb thinking. God's got the best robe for me. He's got the best plan for my life. It's there waiting for me. So powerful. And the thing I love about this, when, when, you know, when, when the father said to the servants, quick, get the best robe, they said, and put it on him. Not toss it to him and say, here you go. Whack this on. No, they made him stand up. Put his shoulders back, put his arms out. They put the robe on him. Establishing nobility and dignity back into his life. And I've got to tell you, it don't matter where you come from. None of us deserve it. None of us deserve it. But Jesus made a way that he could instill into the hurting and the broken, into the damaged, nobility and dignity for all humanity. That the sin and the spirit of this world has robbed us from, has cheated us from. But that's his best plan. The best robe. The rags of the past have been replaced. And not only that, put a ring on his finger. This is incredibly significant. Look at verse 22. But the father said to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put a ring on him. Put a ring on him. Make him stand out. Put a ring on him. It's a huge sign of trust that the father demonstrated by giving the son this key of authority. The key of authority. Not just just nobility and dignity, but the key of authority. It's the greatest symbol of reconciliation by making him signatory to the family fortune. See, in those days, a, a, a family ring was, it was quite often had a crest in it. And the way you signed a cheque was that, uh, you know, someone would give you a, a tablet that had melted wax embedded on the tablet and you would sink your ring into that melted wax and that would be the signature. It would leave the imprint there forever. And that, that was your signature on, on the check. So, so this kid with that ring could, could buy anything he wanted. Remember, this was a kid that squandered his wealth 
down the pub, the TAB. And now he's given the key to the family safe. But with great, you know, privilege comes great responsibility, doesn't it? I guess it's one thing to squander your own money, but now, but now that he was given a second chance, now that he was forgiven and reestablished, given his, his nobility and dignity back, he now understood the responsibility of carrying that ring, of carrying that authority. And for each one of us who have received a second chance, each one of us, who have received this wonderful salvation, this amazing salvation. Never forget that it comes with great responsibility. It comes with great responsibility. Jesus taught us in Matthew 16, 24. He said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. So you can have what you want, you just got to build it. Just got to build it. I love the fact that salvation is free. That Jesus paid the price, that salvation is free, but it's not without responsibility. It's not without responsibility. I now have the authority to build a better life. Authority to build a better life, a better marriage, a better world around me. And it's my responsibility to do so. Amen. It's my responsibility now that I've received that free salvation, that second chance, that my past, those rags have been taken away and I've been put that robe upon and that ring upon my finger. That authority brings that responsibility Salvation brings back the dignity and the authority to fulfill my responsibility as a believer. As a believer. I love that because God has a great plan for my life and now there's nothing holding me back. Literally, I'm the only one who can hold me back. I'm the only one that can, can blow the plan that God has for me. It's all been opened up. It's all been laid out. Given to me right there. I've got to take my responsibility. And number three today, the sandals on his feet. Look at verse 22 there again. He said, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And that little phrase can be so, so easily overlooked. So easily overlooked, yet it is the most important. It's the most important. See, in that day, nobody wore sandals in the house. I know when we go to India quite often, you go to the humblest abode, and you take your shoes off. You never walk into their house with, you know, they might have dirt floors to so take your shoes off, and you walk in. They, they would have a, a, a jar at the door of water um, where when you came in the house, if they had servants or whatever, you would wash your feet. Or they would clean your feet. You would leave your sandals at the door. And not only did the father restore his dignity and give him this authority, but he also commissioned him to get busy. 
He commissioned him to get busy. He wasn't reinstated to just sit in the house and to bark orders at servants. He wasn't reinstated to do that. Dad gave him the new sandals on his feet to get out there and bring increase. This kid was a son of the house. He had authority, he had responsibility, and he had the sandals on his feet to go and to make a difference. And it's the one area that every believer needs to understand. One area that every believer needs to understand. We are not saved to sit, we are saved to go. That's what the sandals are for. If he was just going to sit in the house and bark orders out, he wouldn't need sandals. Matthew 28, you know this scripture. You should do. Matthew 28, the Great Commission. And Dan spoke about it this morning in communion. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You would remember last week we spoke about um, on mission. On mission. And uh, it's, it's such an exciting season that we're in right now. Such an exciting season for all of us right now. And there's never been a better time for a believer to go, to be on mission, to put on those sandals and to get busy for the house of the Father the house of the Father. Never been a better time. The church is not the destination. We, we learnt that last week. Highway is not the destination. Sunday morning is not the destination. The church is just the pipe, the pipe of the flow of life from this place out into a community. That's why we're given the sandals to go, the sandals to go, the commission to go and to make a difference, to be that conduit, to be that pipe where the life of Christ flows through us and touches the world around us. I can't emphasise it enough. It doesn't stop here. It's great that you have salvation today. It's great that you come to this place. I love it. It'll be awful bare without you here. Mind you, I've been preaching a fair bit like that of of the last 12 months. It's not, not good. I, I want you here, please. But this isn't the destination. We have to go. We're not here to sit in the house. We've got to put those sandals on our feet and get out there and make a difference. You know, last week, Joey spoke about the, you know, there's four um, government departments, child welfare departments that we, we look after now. As a church, we look after, you know, kids that come out of domestic violence and, and so forth. And, uh, and, you know, we equip them and help them, you know, move through that whole process. And it's wonderful. We didn't take up an offering. We just gave you a report of, of you know, of, of what we're doing locally. And, and, you know, last week, in a few days, $12,000 came in. 
$12,000. People had said, give me those sandals. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to go and make a difference. So I don't know who those people were, but I, I just thank you for that. I thank you that you caught it. I thank you that you saw it. I thank you that you made that decision to put those sandals on. You know, every month we'll be doing our mission, you know, Sunday and up until the end of the year. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking about our, our, our missions, you know, in India and, uh, and so forth. And, and you know, we just, we just want to get our sandals on to get busy, to make a difference. There's so much that we can do if we join together. See, salvation, salvation opens the door to the dignity and the authority, responsibility, and of course, the commissioning to go. And I've got to tell you, men thrive on that. Men thrive on a mission. It's what we do. Give us a mission. Give us a job. Give us a, a challenge. Give us something. And that's what we do. That's how we're wired. And I want to encourage every man today to begin to rise up. Begin, begin to rise up and be deliberate about making a difference for the kingdom of God, your Father's house. Your Father's house. Begin to get busy and make a difference because this is our time. This is our opportunity. We have the only message that works. We have that dignity. We have the authority. And we have the commission. Make it a good Father's Day for someone else, huh? Let's reach out, make a difference. Let's change lives. Let's see people, you know, the life of Christ flow through us and make a difference. That's why we're here. Amen? So happy Father's Day, those online. Happy Father's Day. This is a great day to celebrate, you know, life, really. Life in its fullness. Father, we thank you today and we pray that as you speak to us, Lord, we will have ears that hear. We'll have a heart that acknowledges and understands. Lord, that we are receptive to what you've called us to do. We're receptive to the plan that you have for us. A better life than we could ever imagine, ever imagine for ourselves. Our Heavenly Father loves each one today, every child. We thank you for that, Lord. We pray that our gift to you this Father's Day that we would get busy and build your family, the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. Thank you.